0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: Last Sunday night, if you recall, I spoke to you from Jeremiah 22, and I know so much has invaded your mind that uh, you may not even remember it, but God gave three words triplicate. He doesn't do that often in the Bible, but he said, oh, earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah was being used of God to try to get the attention of the people. Now I believe God Is trying to get our attention worldwide. There's not a corner of the world that's been spared. God's crying out to the earth. I see another triplicate in this text before us, and it's a chapter of tremendous judgment. Ezekiel is dealing with judgment that God is going to rain down. I want you to see in verse number 27 I will overturn overturn, overturn it. And that should be no more until he who comes right it is and I will give it to him. That word overturn is a is a tremendous word. I, I, I've really tried to I allow God all week to speak to my heart from this text and I've looked at every word that deals with over in the Bible. There are 38 different combinations of overrun, and overpass, and overpassed, and overflow, and something is over. This word overturn is, is two words merged together. Over means, and you know what it means, above. We talk about going over and above. We go, oh, it's something's over. It's up here. But the word turn is a word that simply means brought down. We overturn, we had a hot pie in our hand and it slipped out of our hands and we it overturned. It it went down. It's not here, it's down. Those two words together are powerful. Up, down. And God says overturn through Ezekiel. The, The word literally comes to us with this thought of bow down. God gets the attention of people and he wants to always drive us to our knees. I don't want to make much about all the virus you hear it all week long, but although I thank God for the people of God and how they're praying and how they're tithing and how they're seeking God and notes are being sent into the office and emails and preachers all over America, I imagine those that are sincere in praying about this situation can see what I'm gonna say I don't see America bowing the knee. I don't see the countries of the world bowing the knee. I guess we're figuring out we're not in charge of the weather. I guess we're figuring out we're not in charge of the health of mankind. God is speaking to this passage and I wanna bring those three words to our attention today. Overturn, overturn. Overturn, bow down, God wants me to bow my knee. God wants you to bow your knee. In these four Sundays now has there been something that God has revealed to you in these four weeks where God has revealed, Jack, bow your knee. We're always looking, I wonder if the president's bowing his knee. The president's not my area to manage. My area is to pray for that man and his wife and his family and our leaders and and, and the governor and our mayors and all the others. My job is to pray for them. My job's not to correct them and instruct them and tell them they gotta get right with God. I hope they would. It's my job to preach the word. But here overturn, overturn, overturn. He introduces the subject in verses one and two. The word of the Lord came unto me. That statement is 68 times in the book of Ezekiel. This is not the church speaking. This is not a pastor speaking. This is not a religious leader. It's God's word. The word of the Lord, 68 times he says in this book, uh, came unto me saying, son of man, preacher, set thy face toward Jerusalem. Uh, I want you to look toward your city. He was in exile out of the land, like Daniel was in exile out of the land, like John was on the Isle of Patmos Patmos writing back to the people, the only three. And as they wrote back to the people, and here he is, he said, uh, God says, I want you to to get your eye on my city called Jerusalem. I, I want you to look in that direction. Daniel was outside the land, but when he said, they said the government said he can't pray, he opened his windows and he set his face. He had looked toward Jerusalem, that city of God. And the Bible says, I want you to look and I want, he said, drop thy word toward the holy places. The holy place, God's institution. And prophesy, using that word many times in this chapter against, uses that word many times in this chapter, against the land of Israel. It's a message to Israel, but it's a message to you and I today as well. Why did God say he would overturn Israel? Why did God say I'm going to have to judge Jerusalem? Why? Overturn! 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 I'll tell you why I'm going to do it. Look what he says in verse number three. The Lord's Uh, and and say to the land, uh, uh, land of Israel, thus saith the Lord, this is God speaking, behold, I am against thee. I don't wanna be on the side where I'm against God or God's against me. God said, I'm against you. These people were drawn into iniquity. They were drawn into sin. And God, who's a holy God, cannot stand in the presence of sin. And that's why when Jesus died on the cross, he cried out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Why, God the Father had to turn his back because he became sin for us. He cannot look upon sin. And America, I want you to know that God, God cannot look upon our sin. It's a stench in the nostril of God. It's an abomination. What we see going on the slaughter of babies 2,000 a day. Uh, you can say what you want, legislate what you want, a woman's right, whatever you want to say, but friend, that is a sin, that's an iniquity, that's a blasphemy to a holy God who is a God of life. That's a blasphemy on our Constitution. The, that, the, the purpose of America is to sustain life, not kill life. Or you get older in life, say, well, you're a menace, if you want to kill yourself, we have a thing called euthanasia, now you can Or if you have a baby and it's not what you want, you can have a conversation with your doctor and figure out what you're gonna do with it. We're not gonna sweep that, uh, take us off the air, I know, but you're not gonna sweep that under the carpet, ladies and gentlemen. You're not gonna redefine marriage between a man and a woman and redefine it how we're redefining it today and and God God not get the attention of God. God's not pleased when his people. Blaspheme his holy name. And God says, I'll tell you why I have to overturn. Why I'm against you. Behold, I'm against thee, and will draw out my sword out of its sheath. And I will cut off the righteous and the wicked. Notice what he says in verse 24. If you have your Bibles at home, I'd like you to look at it. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because ye have made your iniquity to be remembered, and that your transgressions are discovered so that all your doings, your sins do appear. Because I say that ye are come to remembrance, ye shall be taken with the hand. And verse 25, and thou profane, wicked prince of Israel, whose, watch it now, whose day has come. Whose day has come when iniquity shall have an end. God says there's coming a time. I'm going to overturn, overturn. I can't take it much longer. I wonder world. I wonder America. Is God one last time trying to get our attention before the great tribulation? It's time to repent of our sin. It's time to get right with God. You dear preachers, God bless you. Keep preaching the word. That's what God's word says. Preach the word. Preaches to herald and declare and speak with authority. Preach the word. In these days of a virus and in these days of a wicked sin that's captured our nation and our world, the sins of the people of God, in this day, we don't need to have little share sessions. I want to give you three little principles today to live your life. Not. Who cares about your life? How about His life? Holy, holy, holy. Three three little principles today. We don't need sharing sessions. We, We don't need workshops. Listen, go to a therapist. But a man of God needs to stand with authority. And if God has called you, God has given you a message. Preach the word. What a mess we're in today. But we're not doing a lot of preaching in America. Well, I tell you, that's not educated every every generation. When I was a kid, that was a big issue. always about, well, we've gotta be deep in the word. Friend, if you're not preaching the word, you're not in the word. If you don't have anything to say, you have not found anything in the Bible. When a man of God is in that book and reads that book and studies that book and feeds on that book, he's gonna have something to say. And he's not gonna have to go online to get somebody else's message. He's not going to have to go online and get somebody else's book sent into his office so he can read somebody else's outline, preach somebody else's message. But God will so stir his heart. Oh, I know these preachers were all very similar. Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Joel and Amos and Obadiah and Micah and Hosea. Oh, yes, they're very similar. But God gave each one a message and every man preached his message. Why? Why? Why did God say he would overturn? Because of their sin and their iniquities and their transgressions. It was so overwhelming. We find in this chapter that the prophet speaks. He sighs. He sorrows. He's got all his emotion in this thing. What a sad situation. But not only why would God say he'd overturn, who will he overturn? you're not careful you say well these wicked people he's going to deal with them oh wait a minute the rain falls on the just and the unjust when god deals he doesn't skip over only time you see an evidence of that when the blood was applied on the doorpost on the passover and when i see the blood i'll pass over that's why the, the rapture of the church is such a blessed hope and we're going to go home one day and the wrath of God will be poured out. But friend, just because that is coming doesn't mean that we will not see the prelude to these things. Notice who's judged. It's both righteous and wicked. Look what he says in verse number three, the latter part. And we'll cut off thee from the righteous and the wicked. Verse four. Seeing then that I will cut off from the righteous and the wicked. Therefore my sword go forth out of its shield. shield, shield, shield. And, and against all flesh, the south-north. God says, I'm going to deal with righteous and wicked. I'm going to make sure when things get overturned, it's going to affect every." Th- this virus is not skipping Christians. It's not skipping the United States. God, uh, God bless America, what he has. I love that. It's one of my favorite songs, but I don't know if we should... <laughs> Really, be singing much more. We don't need any more blessings of God. We're overflowing with the blessings of God. We need, we need to bow our knee to a holy God. And when overturned, when you overturn, you bow the knee and say, it's my sin. It's my transgression. It's my iniquity. I bow the knee. I bow my knee. And then I see that it's not only on the unjust, but it's on the just. I bow the knee. Not only why, and not only who, but notice how he will overturn How's he gonna do it? 86 times in this book of Ezekiel, he talks about his sword. In this chapter alone, 16 times, he pulls the sword out. God says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna judge with the sword, verse 5. Why? That all flesh may know that I, the Lord, have drawn forth my sword out of its sheath, and it shall not return anymore. Sigh, thou, oh son of man. And dear preacher, man, this is a time to sigh. Dear fathers, your homes with your sons and your daughters and your marriage, this is a time to sigh before God. Sunday school teacher, it's a time to sigh. A bus worker, it's a time to sigh. Deacon, it's a time to sigh. The sign and the sword coming out affected the heart, the hands the spirit and the knees. Notice what it says in verse number seven. Because it cometh, it cometh. He assigned because it cometh, what? The sword's coming. And every heart shall one melt. All the hands will be feeble and the spirit will faint and the knees will be weak. child of God, so many of you are so weak and all these things, Uh, by the way, that might be a good thing. It might be that your heart is melting. It might be a good thing that your knees are feeble. It might be a good thing that your hand just cannot even lift themselves because God's not asking for those. God's gonna say, overturn. He said, I want you to bow the knee. I want you to get on your face before me and say, I have sinned. I have done iniquity in my heart. Notice what the Bible says in verse number nine. Son of man prophesy and say thus saith the Lord. Say a sword, a sword is sharpened and is furbished. When we furbish something, we bring it to restoration that it's ready with freshness to accomplish its mission. Notice what he says, verse number 10. It is sharpened to make sore slaughter. These are powerful words. It is furbished that it may glitter. Should we then make mirth? Should we be having fun and laughing and amusement and ha ha ha? No, this is serious. I wonder how many Christians were tired because we can't go do the amusement and the fun and the play and the activities and the beach and the snow and all those things where God says, This is not playtime. This is serious time. This is not mirth time where, ha, 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 we're having a good time. Cry aloud. Cry aloud. Why? The sword's coming out, out from God Almighty. Cry aloud, Son of Man, for it shall be upon my people. Because it is a trial, what is of the sword condemned? Such a major thing, he said. I want you to smite thy hands together. It's amazing as you read about Ezekiel. God, when he says you prophesy, stomp your foot. Stomp your foot. Well, we have 44 principles to give you today. No, stomp your foot. And he says, he says, he says, I want you in this text. I want you to clap your hands. And he also said, I want you to slap. I want you to smite your thigh. When you have something that God has given to you, there will be energy. Well, beloved, I just want to talk to you today about the goodness of God. What about the sword of God? Are the swords coming out? How? Because of the sword. You can read about all these swords that are mentioned in here for yourself. But I want you to know God has sent Ezekiel to warn. Notice what he says in verse number 8. Verse 1, the word of the Lord came. Verse 8, the word of the Lord came. Verse number 18, the word of the Lord came. This is God that's speaking. And I want you to howl. And I want you to weep. I want you to smite your hands, and I want you, I don't know about all this, but I do know you get to the book of Revelation, you'll start hearing a lot of thunder. I wonder, is that God clapping his hands? I wonder, is God saying, as the thunder comes, all right, I understand we may get thunder tomorrow, Would not that be something? Week can go Sunday, we had thunder around here, we don't get thunder. I wonder, is God clap his hands? You better get right, America! I got you bowed your knees. You have no economy left. You've lost your jobs. Your hospitals are filled. Hey, I want to know you're out of church. First time in 244 years on Easter. I want you to know. I tell you, my sword is out. I'm coming back. Are you ready? I want you to notice what he says. As we come and draw to a close, verse 31, I will... I will pour out my indignation. Say, so how can a loving God do this? He's telling you what he's gonna do. So like my sweet dad would tell me, son, you do this, you get this. He'd always honor me with a spanking when I disobeyed. I know most don't know what a spanking is nowadays, but, but I do. I will pour out my indignation upon thee. I will blow against thee in the fire of my wrath and deliver thee into the hand of brutish men, stupid men, foolish men, and skillfully destroy. Watch this. Thou shalt be for fuel to the fire. I, the Lord, have spoken. it. So today, he interjects in verse 27, I will overturn. I will overturn, overturn, overturn. It's going to come down. You're going to bow down. You're going to bow your knee. Let this mind be in you, which is also in the Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of man. Being found fashionable as a man, he humbled himself and became a beating unto death. Wherefore, even at the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That is the name of Jesus, every, 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 every knee shall bow. All will bow one day. We can live our lives in our luxury all that we possess and all that we have and our brains and our talent and our abilities, I'm doing pretty well without you, God. If I need you, I'll give you a buzz, but until then, leave me alone. That's a fool. Because I think we're close for the sword to come out. And so my message today is just simply, would you bow your knees Will you bow your heart before God? Would you find places this week where you get along with God and just bow your knee? And would you let please, as I have tried to do again this week and I will do again this week again, examine my heart. Examine my heart. Jack, examine your heart. I don't need to examine the hearts of all the people, although many this morning I prayed for my, my as sheep, that God, uh, I, I prayed that they would listen to the services today. I sense that most of our people are growing in God and growing in grace in these days. But I've got some families I'm so burdened about. There will be casualties in this war that we're in. And when the churches open up, you will have people that have found they can replace Sunday with something else in their agenda. Though we're locked in right now, they're gonna say, Well, I I, I need my time away. I'll tell you what. I cannot help to take to the day we come in here and hear this full choir in here live and packed and not able to get them all to hear all the orchestra seats uh, filled and the pianists going and this great auditorium filled with God's people saying, I want to sing how great thou art and I want to sing a mighty fortress is our God. And I want to sing great is thy faithless and when morning gilds the sky, may Jesus Christ be praised. And I want to bow my knee at an old-fashioned altar and praise God that he's brought us through this storm. And whatever window we have left, may we live for him. Overturn. Overturn. Overturn! And as God cried out last week, O oh, earth, O oh, earth, O oh, earth. He's emphasizing you're going to bow the knee. If you're in a hospital bed this morning, it may not be with this virus. It may be a score of other items that you're facing. It might be cancer. I don't know what it is today. And if you're not able to get out of a hospital bed or a nursing home facility, at least you can bow your heart to God and say, God, against thee. I've done not so long. You've revealed it to my heart. God, don't force me to bow. May I humble myself in your sight.